0: what's up everybody welcome to the successful degenerate podcast i'm the host brandon caldwell for those of you that don't know me and i'm just incredibly grateful to everyone tuning in to listen what's up everybody thanks again for tuning in for the successful degenerate be sure to subscribe follow rate and review on apple podcast or your preferred podcast platform really helps us reach as large of an audience as we possibly can we're really trying to change some lives here at tsd and your support is just so 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 incredibly appreciated Again, give us a follow at the Successful Degenerate on all social platforms. You'll find us there. Share with your friends. Share out the uh, the page. Let's see. Let's see how many people we can uh, we can reach with this thing. Let's 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 really really see if we can uh, do some good with this. But anyways, guys, last episode we left off at the age of sixteen. At dad's house with Andrew having a car and the fact that we're now going over to dad's less and less. Well, today we're going to touch on mom's house. I know that we touched on this a little bit before, but I really feel like there was some important topics that just were just brushed over or missed. Again, guys, this is my very first podcast. I'm just learning how to do this stuff. I know I've got a lot of improvement here. And I just hope that you'll be patient with me as we continue to grow the podcast and just get better and better and better with every episode. So real quick, I need to give a quick shout out at Above Ground. My buddy, Eric, he's silently in the background putting this all together for me. I cannot tell you how much or how big of an impact Eric has on this show. Eric and I go way back. So I met Eric back in high school through a mutual friend. And I tell you what, I fo- I've been following Eric since then. Right now, my buddy Eric, he's got a, he's got at Above Ground Media. And I'm telling you what, he is doing some amazing work over there. If you're ever interested in a, uh, getting into this podcast media game, give him a shout. He'll really point you in the right direction. Anyways, guys... Why we're touching on the story first, I know that I kind of brushed on this on the very first episode, but why I feel like it's important to touch on the story first is is I feel like we need to do some qualifying, right? As we go in and start advocating and really get into the advocacy work behind the successful degenerate, I want people to understand that they have a reference point. That I've been, I've been, I may have been through similar things that they have. I want to be able to connect with people on that level. I feel like by being vulnerable, by sharing these stories with you, we will better be able to, we will be able to better connect with people in the future. And I truly do feel that inside. So again, <laughs> it is absolutely massively uncomfortable at times for me to share these stories with you. I'm not going to lie. Um, It does take some out of me. Uh, And uh, but, you know, we're plugging along and I tell you what, every episode I do, I feel better and better and better afterwards. So, you know, as I help other people, honestly, guys, it's really helping me out, too. And I just thank you guys for tuning in for that, because, um, you know, the fact that people are even interested in, in some of this stuff is just it's mind blowing to me, just completely mind blowing. So again, guys, today's episode, we're going to be touching on mom's house. You know, I did feel the need to dig a little bit further there. There wasn't much uh, said on on the home front of, other than, you know, that things were really good and they really were um, dad's house or I'm sorry, mom's house was great. Uh, dad's house, uh, terrible experience, just an awful, awful experience. Um, but uh, really, I mean, to to really get into today, today's episode, guys, I really want to start with my sister. My sister is Megan. My sister was born uh, July 24th, 1995. And she is a absolute blessing in my life. So I don't want to get too far into Megan's story because I definitely want to have Megan on here, give her a chance to share her side of things, right? Um, But I will give you this background. Megan is a strong, resilient uh, incredibly intelligent young woman who went through some inner struggles herself. Um, my sister is uh, she is gay. Uh, she has always been gay, um, and we we love Megan to death. And so there was a lot of self discovery that Megan went through as a young kid um, and into her early adolescent years uh, that you know impacted her significantly. Right, um, therefore causing her to have her own uh, uh, slight battle with, uh, with, with, uh, with drugs and addiction there early on. Um, but I don't want to, to go too far into it. I want Megan to be able to share that aspect of her life if she's comfortable, um, but I definitely want to have Megan on at some point to share her perspective on how my uh, uh, wrongdoings in my story affected her uh, throughout uh, throughout those years as well, and I think it's important uh, to give her the opportunity uh, to do so. Um, uh, but from here, guys, uh, I want to get into um, you know a couple things that uh, that that were brushed over, and um, I think the first and most important one is 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 Brian. So Brian is Megan's biological father. Um, Brian was my stepfather. Remember from the years of basically the age of six, all the way through uh, the divorce was finalized at the age of 15, I believe. Uh, I was in junior high school at the time. Uh, But Brian uh, is someone that I absolutely considered a father figure growing up. Um, He uh, was my baseball coach, uh, taught me how to ride a bike. Uh, We had season tickets to the Cardinals games. We would go every uh, Sunday that they were they were in town and we would tailgate ahead of time. And it was just a blast. And Brian was such a good dad and it taught me a lot of discipline. Um, But he taught me, you know, taught me a lot of, uh, a lot about how to, you know, do cool, cool boy stuff like, uh like fish camp um, again, ride a bike, um, you know, get dirty, just do the, uh just do boy stuff. Right. My, 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 my biological father was never there for stuff like that. And, I just cannot thank Brian enough for being there during those years uh, to be able to have that impression on me that he did. Um, But later on, and I think um, really I want to tie this story up to the point where, uh, you know, we left off with dad on the last episode. So basically the age of Andrew being 16, I'm somewhere in the age of 14, 15 at the time. But I think that from there, the stories really merge um, and, you know, stay tuned to the end of the episode to really see where we kind of take things from there. Um, but you know, man, Brian was a great father, just an awful, terrible, terrible husband. I mean, just my mom tried her best. Um, you know, I, I there was a lot of, you know, arguing and fighting at times, um, uh, from uh, away from, from, from us kids for the most part. I mean, there was some things that we saw for sure, but you know, no, nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. And, um, you know, Brian, again, being a great dad just fell completely short on the, uh, on the husband front. So it was difficult. Um, uh, later on, it was discovered that Brian had cheated on my mom. Um, Brian had cheated at uh with another co-worker of theirs by the way brian and my mom worked for the same company at the time and although they didn't work necessarily in the same office or directly together uh brian was the vp of it so if there was anything that was it related that went wrong at the branch that my mom worked at you know brian would be called out so you know there's that whole dynamic as well right um which is, uh, uh, you know, a whole nother set of problems, uh, you know, during during that time period. Uh, But essentially, Brian had cheated, um, discovered that he was cheated, and mom decided to give him the boot. So separation took place. Brian moved uh, literally across Alma School into these apartments. They were pink at the time. They were god awful ugly. Um, But that's where he moved to to be close to home literally maybe a half mile from the house. Uh, so that way, you know, he could still see Megan and us boys um, and, you know, be close by for, for those types of activities. Well, Brian had uh, done well enough during a, you know, six to eight month time period of the of the separation to be invited back into the house. Mom wanted to give him another chance. Lucky him. So, As Brian's moving back in, you know, things are resuming back to normal, you know, uh, during during the separation. As far as, you know, us boys and Megan, you know, we still saw Brian periodically. Brian was still actively involved in our sporting activities. Uh, You know, none of that really had stopped. Right. Um, But, uh, you know, Brian moved back in and the fighting wasn't really going away. Uh, between him and my mom in fact it was getting significantly worse and over a period of time uh, you know it just uh, it just got to be too too tough. Um, and I believe and I need to get mom on to confirm these points um, but I believe what had occurred was uh, it was discovered that, Brian's wages were now going to be garnished. Um, essentially, a woman was coming after Brian for child support. I said it. Yes. Child support. When Brian cheated, he got this other woman pregnant. OK, that's what he did. Uh, he did not take ownership of this child. Uh, he to the to my knowledge, to the to this day, uh still. Does not know that that young lady, um, has never met her, does not take an active role as a father in her life by any means. Um, I believe owes a significant portion of child support and alimony, uh, that are you know that, um, you know, <laughs> uh, are quartered are to be court ordered to be paid back. Uh, but that's that's what occurred. Um, and obviously, this was the last straw for mom, Brian get the boot, get out of here. You're gone. No more, no more chances. The next thing that it showed me was what heartbreak looks like. Having to go through that experience, watching your mother hurt, crying, um, heartbroken, um, distressed, feeling alone, um, not sure where to go from here, but having three young children that she's still responsible for raising, not to mention a full-time job in a, in a career that's just exploding at this point. So to say mom was overwhelmed, um, uh, that's a, uh, that's an understatement, right? But life goes on. And what it taught me is in the face of adversity, what are you going to do? To change things? Are you going to sit there and pity party, or are you going to sit there and make the decision to take a different path? And that's the decision mom made because she had to. There was no choice. Mom did not have that choice. So, what did mom do? Um, you know, she picked herself back up, she got back out there. She went to work every day, continued to earn a living, continued to support us boys, and she prospered. Not not only did mom prosper, but all of her hard work was really, really paying off at this point. What did mom do after the, the divorce was finalized to reward herself? She bought herself a brand new car. Mom had never done that before, but she deserved it, so she did it. The next thing she did, she started investing in the house. She started remodeling everything, making improvements around the home, um, doing just a a lot of things that she would have never been able to do before. Um, And, you know, she dumped all of her energy into this and refocused herself and, you know, really, really showed me what that drive uh, to success uh, really looks like and set that example very early on for me. But seeing your mom go through heartbreak, was um it was terrible it was awful to say the least so that's the the reason why i wanted to really you know shift focus back and and point this event out because you know brian walking out that door for the last time really did n- uh, not just a lot to me personally but obviously to my sister to my brother to my mother i mean that one night of, uh, of intimacy cost him an entire family, um, and just left a family completely torn and heartbroken. And that's what cheating can do. And so it, it taught me that very early on. Um, and to this day, I, I still carry those values along with me. Um, and, and, and I'm, and, I'm, and I show a lot of, and I'm, I'm very prideful in that. Right. Um, but, Uh, Later on, um, I will go through a very similar experience, almost that my mom did, you know, very very early on in my uh, in my dating uh, uh, career, I guess you would call it, uh, uh, because the career is still going. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. okay. But when Brian actually packed his things and left for the last time. For whatever reason, now, I'm, I'm uncertain of the details here, but I was not supposed to be at the house when this was taking place. Um, he was supposed to be there by himself, uh, you know, kind of doing his thing, getting what he needed out of the house, and then moving on. Well, I happened to be at the house, and I was really the only one there. And this is how I remember it. And it really stands out in my mind, even to this current day. I can picture it very... Very clearly in my head, Um, Brian is packing up his things. I'm on the couch um, watching TV Um, as Brian is finishing up. I go to grab a a slice of pizza from the fridge uh, just straight from the box, you know, just really feeling um, man, just uh, completely, completely heartbroken. Right. And I'm watching TV, pretending everything's okay, trying to hold back the tears. And, uh, you know, Brian is, is, is done and ready and he's ready to leave. And so he comes up to me and he goes, Hey, uh, Hey, sport, you know, um, I'm sorry. And he starts to cry and, um, I cried too. And I'm eating frozen pizza and I'm 15 and my dad is, is walking out of my life because pussy was more important than his family. And it um, tears me up to this day that that, that happened. Um, but Brian turns to the door and he lets himself out, and I'm there behind him to shut it and lock it. And I just and I'm, I just collapse at this point. Like there's no holding it back. Um, you know, I'm devastated, uh, devastated, just absolutely devastated. And and this will set a tone for some major abandonment issues going forward in my life, scared to, to, to offer love, but, but at the same time, very willing to, to give it. And I give it in a, in a, in a, in abundance and it gets me into a lot of trouble, uh, you know, for the next, you know, t- man, 10, 12, 15, whatever it is, years, as far as relationships go. Um, it, uh, you know, I feel, I, I started to feel that giving was the only way to show love. And, um, and I did that uh, to a, to a detriment, let's just put it that way. And we're going to get into some of those stories as we get into more of the specifics around some of the relationships in my life. But the other significant impact that this has is when my mom starts to date again, you know, she starts to date a gentleman named Rick, my, my, my stepdad, my dad today, but it's very difficult at first for Rick. Um, I make it very difficult for Rick at first, as far as letting him in accepting him in as you know, a potential father figure in my life, right? Um, I feel um, very vulnerable at this point. I feel as though um, allowing another male figure into my life is not going to do me any good. Um, I've already had two. They both failed. Uh, what's the point of, of trying a third time, right? Like uh, it was uh, this. Uh, I might be jumping a little bit ahead here, but I, I really kind of want to point this out because Brian leaving, and the impact in the, the way that he had left us and the hurt that he had caused uh, prevented me from allowing uh, Rick uh, to have a fair shot. Um, and I go on to hurt Rick a lot um, for for several, several, several years um, as uh, and I justify it um, as, uh, you know, who cares? Um, and I and I hate to say that today Uh, Because Rick and I really the the relationship that I have with Rick today is very, very different. Um, You know, he is my dad. Uh, I love Rick with all of my heart. And I thank Rick for everything that he's ever done for me, which we will get into, you know, as the story progresses. Um, But, you know, so a lot of things took place during these early years. But we're really at this point now where we're caught up where, you know, Andrew and I are 16. Megan's around the age of uh, eight at this point. Uh, or, you know, Andrew's 16, 17. Let's just put it in those years. Uh, I'm right around the same age. And uh, you know, we're going to dad's house uh, less. We're living at mom's house full time. Andrew's driving. Andrew's working. Um, I'm now entering into these years where I'm about to get uh, uh, my permit um, and start driving myself. And I really feel that from here, the story merges back into one, and then we can kind of get into, uh, wait for it, uh, from here, we're going to go into some high school years. We're going to get into some partying, um, how this event really kind of changed uh, the family dynamic at home, what took place, what changed, you know, the difference between having, um, you, know, uh, you know, family dinners every night to literally, um, you know, being gone except for when it was time to come home to go to bed. Uh, that's that's the impact that this had, and it really changed the dynamic at home. And uh, we're going to go into some years where I start to do some self discovery on myself, find out what it what it is that I want out of life, um, and then you know we, we we go from there. But you know uh, we're going to dive into the very first experience that I had with opiates at the age of sixteen, um, and you know what what effect that had on me, uh, and you know, the, 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 the group dynamic, right? Uh, so I had a very close knit of, gr- uh, of friends, um, at this point, a, a very large group of friends, but very close group of friends, um, that, uh, we did everything together and, uh, we're going to go into some of the dynamic there. Um, but stay tuned guys, stay tuned again. We're just getting going here. Um, again, as you can see, these episodes are going to vary in length depending on the topic of choice, but, As we get through the story and as the story progresses, we're going to start alternating some interviews in here. And then from there, we're going to really dive into the advocacy work, looking at how can we get involved in the community, out in the outreach aspect, and really putting some significant impact out there, uh, opening up some doors and some opportunities for some folks that may be, you know, currently incarcerated or had, you know, just recently been incarcerated Um, I've got a buddy of mine uh, that was just recently released that I did a lot of time with. Um, In fact, believe it or not, he only lives about four miles down the road from me. So I hope to bring him on as he's very early out. Um, He did a lot of years. Um, He's very young. Um, He has basically spent his entire young adulthood from the age of 18 through now. I believe he's at the age of 26, pretty much in prison. And, um, you know, so I think it would be cool to kind of get into some of those stories and really kind of see how we can help individuals like my buddy Sam uh, get back into the community and get active again, uh, because right now, I'll tell you what, uh, this is another motivation for me to get it, to get this, this podcast going and off the ground, as Sam is currently having a really hard time uh, finding uh, employment uh, just because of his current record. Um, And just the lack of opportunity out there, the lack of conversations, the lack of people willing to have those conversations. And through the Successful Degenerate, we're going to open those doors. I guarantee it. I I will work my ass off to make sure that those opportunities are there for people like Sam. And with that, folks, thank you so much again for tuning in to the Successful Degenerate Go give us a like, go give us a follow, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, leave us a rate, uh, review the podcast, uh, you know, fair, share your honest feedback with us, guys. Give give Eric and I uh, some pointers to go on. What would you like to see us do next? OK, and with that, guys, see you later, degenerates.